Heavenly Father, please open our eyes to the wonders of your law, this book that is ancient yet full of truth. Please, would we meet with Jesus in his name. Amen. So I wonder what your reaction to the phrase top down is. Sorry, that little animation is a little bit psychedelic, but it's a slinky going down the stairs, okay? When you hear about top down, you generally think bad. Is that right? Because you think, oh, it's a bit top down, meaning the people in charge are bossing everyone else around below. You ever had that? It's a bit like that. I mean, that's very much the way our culture is at the moment. We don't like things up there. We want to constantly reverse things so that we're on the top and whoever's there at the moment is on the bottom. Uh, That's part of the cycle of the last however many hundred years. But in the Bible, top down is written in to the very creation. And there are lots of different ways that we see this. The very first and most obvious way is that the reason there's anything at all is because God, who's up there, very definitely up in some mysterious way, you couldn't necessarily travel up there, but he is nonetheless up. He says something and something happens down here. That's what we've been looking at for the last few weeks. But that way that he created everything, heaven bringing something down to earth, is shown in all kinds of other ways throughout the Bible, but particularly, sorry, there's a little bit longer psychedelic slinky. So every single river, the thing that gives life, flows from the top to the bottom. And we could just say, oh, that's gravity, isn't it? But, well, why? Didn't have to be like that, did it? In space, it isn't like that. Water just gloats. Have you seen those videos of, like, astronauts drinking, like, apple juice from a little blob and all that? It doesn't have to be like that. But in our creation, water, the thing that brings life, always flows from the top to the bottom. Well, what about the number of times, and that was a particularly clear example of it, you have a mountain as a place where someone hears something from God. If you look through the Bible, you keep seeing this. Or think about, I don't suppose any of you have walked up that, have you? I don't know. I, I love the fact, oh, you just missed it. There was a crucifix at the bottom there. So I think it's really interesting that this is clearly like a religious site. I don't know where it is, I'm afraid. It was just like a stock thing. Oh, whoops. This is the problem. I'm having to kind of time it because it's a video. That's why it is working rather than breaking off like it did the last few times I've done it. So if you've got a mountain and you start at the bottom, if you look around you when you're at the bottom, you can see maybe like a few metres in front of you, particularly if there's like a forest at the bottom of the mountain. You can't see anything really, can you? But the more you go up a mountain, the wider your field of view is, the more things you can see. And then sometimes like just a few seconds before you get to the top, any, anyone gone up a mountain recently? I haven't. Anyone gone up a mountain recently? There's not many hill climbers around here. Okay, uh, one of, uh, my brother-in-law is a climber. He's, he's a berry boy, so, you know, had to travel outside of Suffolk to go up mountains. But when you finally get to the top, you've gone from only being able to see a little bit to being able to suddenly see everything. It's very sudden. 
even some of the smaller hills around here, you have that experience, don't you? When you get to the top, you can suddenly see everything. Or we've seen a little bit of this video already. Rain is another example of top down, of good things that bring life coming from up there, down here. We're constantly surrounded by this. And in, it's going to stop suddenly, isn't it? Okay, we'll have to have a bit more rain in a bit, so I know when the next one is. It's really important as we read this thing about Eden to realise that the garden is on a mountain top. That's why you have four different rivers coming down it. It's hard to imagine. It doesn't quite follow the rules of our world, but it is very definitely at the top of a mountain. It's supposed to be the place where you can see everything the way it's supposed to be. And the thing that happens next when you've got this idea of up there heaven and down there earth and a movement of life and meaning and purpose coming down from heaven. I'm going to try and illustrate with some help. So I wonder, anyone want to come and help me demonstrate what it means for heaven to direct earth? You may, you may not realise that you can do this, but okay, so we've got some uh, wonderful volunteers over here. Okay, so uh, I'm afraid I need to borrow your colouring team, please, that's all right, Okay. Sorry, I should have warned you, really. There we go. Okay. Thank you. And Bailey Harley, wherever you are, Brandon, hiding in the back somewhere. This is your moment, guys. Oh. oh. Okay. Are they here? Oh, they might have gone. Oh, no. Didn't hang out. Oh, well. Uh, so, anyone else feeling creative? This is definitely the moment. Uh, would, would you guys like to come? Oh, no, they're a bit small. Are they asleep at the moment? Oh, okay, that's fine. Yeah, this might not be the right thing to do for them right now. Okay, so. Hey, Brandon. Okay, thanks, man. Come and help. Bailey, you ready to come and help? Okay, so uh, in there, in there, it may look like blue Play-Doh, but it's actually earth. It's stuff. It's all the stuff that this creation is made of that we heard described. And you get the sense, you know there's a difference between this one and the, the one before in Genesis 1. The reason for that is, Genesis 1 is like the whole picture. And this is zooming in and showing exactly how you get all the amazing stuff that we get in the world from dirt, basically. Okay, so here is some dirt, okay? And also, we've got, I think, hopefully this is gonna work, just so you can have an experience of what's going on. Here we go, here we go. Uh, no, okay, I'll explain that in a minute. I would like you all, please, to choose now a name for something that you were about to make out of this stuff. Okay, I want you to tell me what the name is, okay? And this is your chance to say something hilarious, Brandon Bailey, okay, so get ready. Yeah, you should share that, Brandon, whatever you just said. Okay, uh, maybe not, maybe it's not appropriate for a church. Okay, Elijah, what's gonna be the name of the thing you make? You don't know, you've gotta choose something. Okay, Mary, what's gonna be the name of the thing you make? A pig. Okay, there we go. Right. Just let's look at this again. Does this look like a pig? Okay. 
Mary has so far just said a word, has given a name. Okay, Jonah, what, what are you going to make? A bit of dough. That is utterly undermining the whole thing, but that's okay. Uh, Phoebe, what are you going to make? You're not going to make anything. Okay, Bailey, what are you going to make? A big boulder. Okay, that's fine. That's good. It's different from this. And uh, Brandon? A flower pot. Fantastic. That's a, that's a really deep one. Okay, so uh, have you seen this film, anyone? How many of you seen this film? Okay, so these are anger, disgust, joy, fear, and sadness. And they are the emotions in a 13-year-old girl's head. And the only reason I wanted to mention this is that we know... That in ourselves, there's a top-down thing going on. Our head is in charge of our body. They didn't put these things in... I can't remember what her name was. Bailey, I think, might have been her name. Sorry, Bailey. I think, yeah. Um, They didn't put her little kind of people controlling her thoughts in her heart or in her lungs or in her hands. They put them in her head. Because that's where the control centre is. That's, we, we think things in our head and they come out in reality. Which is what's happening right now. So guys, go for it. Make the thing that you have just named. The thing we learn here, and you guys are making, so go for this. So let's just have a look here at how... The Lord Jesus Christ makes a human. So we're going to read it out, okay? The Lord God, verse 7, formed the man from the dust of the ground and he breathed the breath of life into the man's nostrils and the man became a living person. I know, Bailey, what? It's weird, isn't it? It's almost like a kind of kiss of life. I know. Exactly, Brandon. These guys get it. It's it's weird, isn't it? And it's not just sort of by speaking and then suddenly a man pops up. It's not like that. He could do it that way if he wanted. But instead, we have the breath and wisdom and life and creativity of heaven meeting the stuff of the earth. And then the incredible thing is this man, this human, has within himself the ability to do the same thing again. And actually has the ability, as we'll discover later, to produce other men, other humans. So God has set up an idea of heaven, all that meaning and invisible purpose coming down and being brought into life and reality and expression by the stuff in the world. And if you're not sure what that is, just look at what's happening right here and now. It was in their heads. It didn't exist other than as an idea. But now, with some success, thanks Elijah, that's a good flower pot, Brandon, well done. These guys, and I'm sure you've done it as well, have brought to being... Something that didn't exist before, just from something in their head. Where is that in the world? Where is that idea before it came into reality? What, what is the idea of a pig 
or the idea of a flower pot. It's not really anything until it comes into the world, until it's made into something we can see and touch. And this is the way God has made everything. The thing about that is, when we think about paradise, we tend to undo that union of heaven, meaning something invisible, and earth, something visible and tangible and something you can do stuff with. So here's some stuff that we tend to put in opposition. Again, haven't quite got the order right. Sorry. Okay, so this is the big point. I'm giving away the point at the beginning. The big point is paradise for Jesus is when all that potential and idea in heaven perfectly matches with all the stuff of earth. When we, you guys, has it turned out the way you hoped? Yeah. It has. Wow, Brandon, well done. Pippi and I have a phrase whenever we try and make anything. It's just, oh, it didn't go the way I hoped. <laughs> Do you know that? It's just, oh, it wasn't as good as it was in my head. We, we experienced that all that, that's a snake. Thanks for that, Elijah. Okay, you're going to have to, can you parade your stuff around the church, please? Try not to drop stuff. So, that is, well, you haven't finished, Mary. Okay, go for it. So, uh, Bailey, can you just show all the stuff? That's the boulder, is it? Well done. Joni, you've got a bit of Play-Doh. Well done. And then that looks like right. Mary's still going. Okay, Elijah. Right, so come and admire the thing that was in their head and is now in reality. Okay, there we go. Now, it is beautiful, isn't it? But it, it's, it's not quite what they had in their heads, I'd imagine, Brandon Bailey. Well done. Okay, should we just applaud our constructors? Thank you. When Jesus makes something, the thing in his head is exactly what comes out. And once upon a time, that was how humans were too. And it's so important we get this because otherwise we won't realise what we're aiming for as Christians. We'll invent some other idea of heaven for ourselves. So here's the stuff we often think. We think about the world as flat rather than in three dimensions. I'll give you an example. We're always trying to turn everything that actually comes to us in the world into some kind of principle or some kind of abstract idea. So in order to make sense of things, we don't think about an actual person. We think about a group or an identity or an idea. And that is flat. So if you are this sort of person, you are going to be like this. Whereas Jesus creates actual people to express that idea. There's no such thing as men. There's a man. An individual person. There's me. Thanks, Brandon, for that. You're, you are, Brandon, a man. But there is no such thing as the idea of men. There is no such thing as the idea of woman. There are only women. There are individual people. There is no such thing as pig. There is only a pig that you look at and touch and can pet and, you know, that kind of thing. Jesus is all about actual physical things. So there is an idea, but it has to be expressed in the actual world. We tend to be flat. Jesus is in three dimensions. Just there's a nice example of something flat becoming three-dimensional. Uh, hands up, have you seen Wally? Yeah, it's hilarious. Have you seen that film? Do you remember what happens to humans who have everything done for them? 
Do you remember that? So you see these guys, they're in these hover chairs on a spaceship. And any minute, what? I know one is on the floor. That's the point. This is the moment where he suddenly learns to be human again. Up to then, they've had computers doing everything for them. We talk like that's a good thing, don't we? We talk like we need a computer to do everything for us because if we have to lift a finger to actually do anything, that's such an effort, such a faff. And Jesus is not like that. He could have put Adam in a little box and had, you know, fawns come up and deliver him fruit into his mouth. And he could have, you know, made it so that all he needed to do was lift his little finger and then magically, you know, a swimming pool appear or something like that. He could have made it like that, but he doesn't. He makes us agents. He gives us something to do, to work and to keep the garden. Or next up. Paradise is not unreal. It's earthy. So how much are we trying to escape the world? Exactly. Look at that. That is mud, Brandon. Thank you for that. Man, this is just, they've never opted. This is good. This is real church. Thank God we've got people who see the other side of the stuff I'm trying to say. Okay, so at the moment, people are desperately trying to escape this world because they find it rubbish. And they think paradise is sitting, you know, blissfully stimulated in your mind by a wonderful experience. And maybe eventually we'll get to, you know, those 5D cinema experiences. Have you heard of them? where they blow air in your face and all that kind of thing. The whole thing is trying to make it as real as possible without it actually being real. You know, like that's a whole world is about unreal stuff. But Jesus gives us actual physical things we can touch and do things with. Paradise is not unreal, but earthy. And then the last thing, and don't look too hard at that one at the bottom. It actually gave me a headache. So that idea, that's called a glitch. Like it's red and blue too close together. So it makes your eyes hurt when you look at it. So don't look at it. Okay. But not limitless. We think paradise is being allowed to do whatever we want, whenever we want. But Jesus, notice verse 17, he gives a boundary so that they can enjoy it. Paradise isn't limitless. It's homely. There is an inside and an outside. There's a way that will give us life and a way that won't. That is a feature of paradise, not a bug. And when we imagine paradise as, well, I'm, I'm going to say something controversial now. The Muslim view of paradise is if you're a bloke, you don't really know what it is if you're a woman. If you're a bloke, you get a harem and you get fruit dipped in your mouth whenever you like. The way someone talked about the Muslim vision of paradise, it's not Eden, it's Las Vegas. And that is the vision of paradise in Islam. And look at this. This is like the life we love with all the good bits and without the death and the meaninglessness and the pointlessness. And this is what Jesus sets before us. And we know that it's got lost. But if we have this as the thing he's leading us towards and saving us for, it will change how we live now. So guys, can you please remove the meaning from the matter that you just put, okay, and blob it all back in, okay? This is the flood now. This is like destruction of everything that's been made, okay? So back in it goes. Well done. Thank you, guys.
And while that's happening, we're just going to pray. Let's pray.